Christmas? Sorry, Trekmas. Trekmas. I'll explain. But first, hello. I'm Matthew Schneeman. Spoon Jackson has been imprisoned for 42 years. In that time, he's become a poet and a journalist. This show is about his poetry. Now, I don't like poetry, but after getting to know Spoon, I started to. So this show recreates that process. Spoon reads a poem, maybe you like it. Then we put it into some context, and at the end, we reread the poem. And hopefully this time, God damn it, you do like it. One thing that helped me connect with Spoon was his love for Star Trek. So, he reads a poem about space, we talk about Star Trek, and for a cherry on top, I go to a Star Trek fan club in Times Square to understand Trekkies a bit better, and it happened to be at Christmas. We have an amazing performer who's gonna perform a couple of Star Trek-inspired holiday songs. Which explains this song that I witnessed. It's beginning to look a lot like Trekmas. And Spoon talks about how much he loves Star Trek. He's talking about Star Trek. You want to be involved? Want to check out? You're checking? He talks about when Star Trek was taken from him. At night. When a lot of things were taken from him. On today's episode of At Night. I fly. Today I die. I died yesterday and tomorrow. And at night, I fly. Thank you for using Global Tail Link. Hey, yeah? Hey, what's up, old man? Yeah, I got the old man. I'm sorry, young man. Yeah, Young juvenile. There you go. <laughs> no, that's too far. <laughs> too far? Just in, in the prime of life? 30 years. I'm 30. Okay, that sounds good. Eternal 30. Um, we should get to work. Yeah. We have a couple of things to go, a couple uh, oh, po- poems to talk about today. Is that okay? I don't have to get. I don't. I don't need the book, do I? Um, yeah. Do you have the book? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, I'll be back. This is this is kind of weird. Uh, I'm picturing Spoon going to uh, his dorm where where he, where he lives. Well, and uh, I'm getting the book, and then coming back here and just hearing all the noises. Of the day room. And and picturing like the phone is just hanging there right now, right? Or it's like set on like the a stand or on the, but it's just I don't know. It just makes it very real to me. And I, it's kind of what I want to do. I want to make spoon real for you. He's a person. <laughs> that is cool. Okay, back. Got the book. That's cool. I've never, um, I was kind of picturing the space we were in. 
like how far away the phones were from you your dorm? seconds remaining. It took, it took me 10 minutes. It like, no, it's about 40 yards away to the stairs, then it goes up to 19 dorm where I, where I live at. Then they got benches out here in front of TV. They got tables, two tables. Cool. Right now they got some people working on a puzzle too. That's which cool. is rare to see blacks and whites and brown all working on one thing. Cause we got, everybody got their little area in here. Oh, so like, it's like a community puzzle, like a whole bunch of people. <laughs> all right, cut off. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, let's go to space. I want to do an episode on Star Trek. Welcome to At Night I Fly, the podcast where I try to get you to like poetry. <laughs> try to get you to, that ain't been what the podcast is about. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get people into poetry. That you got me oh, into poetry. I, I I wasn't into poetry oh, well, before Matt, I met you. And this and this is Spoon Jackson, and and Matt is trying to get people into poetry. I am trying to get people into realness. If we come through poetry, if we come through shit, if it comes <laughs> through prose or plays or dogs, I'm all right with that. If we come through the sky or through a world that don't exist or other dimensions or other planets or whatever, you know. Wherever it comes from, I'm happy with that as long as you're not hurting anybody else. I, I, I concur. I've, I'm, I'm right with you. Speaking of other planets, I wanted to review your poem longer ago, which talks a little bit about space. Could you, uh, could you give us a reading of it? Okay, this one is uh, longer ago, huh? You want to hear that one? Yes, please. Longer ago. I, I waited for you, not near the metal where we went. Are we wet? Who said, who put that? Somebody changed the word. I thought again, <laughs> longer ago. I waited for you, not near the meadow where we met, but further away and longer ago where no winds blow. I waited on the other side of the moon, the lonely side where no stars glow. I watched you go up through the darkest hole at the top of the sky, like Haley's Comet. I waited, but no stars could light the darkness. Do you think this type of space, this kind of poetic space that you're talking about, is different than Star Trek? Uh, no, because I think Spock was a poet. Yeah? You know, I think Spock, yeah, yeah, some of the things, and his terseness, I think he spoke volumes. Are you aware of like how big the Star Trek fans are? Like how big of like a culture it is out on the outside? Mm, not really. I, mean, I hope it's big because I'm like I love Star Trek. Whatever. Yeah, because it's why well, I wasn't aware if if you were. It's it's wild. They'll have these massive conventions. Where thousands of people dress up and yeah, I would love to go one. Yeah, I could meet the one of them green women. Yeah, the one that played in that. Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, but what character would you dress up as? Hmm. Like, no, I would have to be. I don't know. I would like to be one of them guys that just be pure energy, where they had the Cleons and uh, and they both were trying to get some certain minerals from this planet. And so the Cleons and the Earth were getting ready to go to war. 
And then and they seemed like the, the people on that planet was real passive. But they weren't really passive. When they got ready to blow up everything, all of a sudden they said they wouldn't let them. All the weapons got hot and they couldn't touch them. And uh, they told them we're not going to let you do anything. And then they showed them their pure form, which was energy. And then they put them all back in their ships and shipped them all the way across the galaxy. You have 60 seconds remaining. I thought that was pretty amazing. Very intense music. Okay, so to tie his spoon to the outside world, I thought it would be fun to go to a Star Trek meetup. And because it would be fun to go to a Star Trek meetup. So I contacted three different fan clubs, and the one that invited me was a queer Star Trek fan club called Gaze in Space. You'll get why I said it like that in a moment. So it's Saturday night, I'm at Times Square, and it's the Christmas party edition of Gaze in Space. Before we start, one sentence of why you love Star Trek? I'm sorry, I wasn't expecting that. You'd ask me that question. I think you do that on purpose. It is time for Stay With Me, my friends. Gaze in Space! Enterprise. 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 Rock. It is. Enterprise. Gaze in Space! Thank you. I appreciate your help. Uh, tonight is our Gaze in Space uh, holiday celebration. So we're going to be showing videos that uh, reference the holidays in, in Star Trek. We have an amazing performer who's going to perform a couple of Star Trek inspired holiday songs. It's beginning to look a lot like Trekmas. Uh, my Star Trek tattoo? Yeah, it was, um, this is actually Leonard Nimoy's autograph. Janeway, Janeway is pretty sharp too. So when I was three, Next Generation came on. I'd always get to stay up an extra hour a night to spend it with my dad watching Star Trek. Then I liked seeing Whoopi in one of the new Star Treks, which was cool. Um, I love the science and everything. I love all that stuff. And I love Deep Space Nine. It's the best Trek I've ever seen. At the time, it had the most diverse cast. And it took a lot of risk with Star Trek. It had the first same-sex kiss back in 1995. What I loved about the old Star Trek, they, was first, they had people of color in it. And they had this beautiful green woman in there who was messing with a human-colored person. And I thought that was really cool and before its time. I liked the, the way people got along. We've been together. Gaze in Space has... Spock was definitely a character sort of driven by internal conflict and trying to reconcile what's different about you into something that is to be celebrated and not to be hidden necessarily. But I like I like Spock a lot. Spock is pretty cool, but he didn't, he didn't have no emotion most of the time, but that's all right. Spock was told that his human side was actually a flaw and his Vulcan side should prevail. Just as, again, growing up gay, people will tell you that's not something to celebrate and I think quite the opposite is true. I mean, I grew up, Star Trek, they were my role models. I didn't have role models at home. Like, I had people to look up to and say, okay, everything you do, I'm gonna do the opposite and I'll probably turn out to be a good guy. 
But Star Trek, those people were true role models to aspire to. But none of them were like me. None of them were me. Until 2016, suddenly Sulu's gay, he's got a husband and a daughter, and it's like, fantastic. We finally made it. And that is where Gaze in Space was born. Romulan nail, a face that is pale, a galaxy full of stars. <laughs> Do you have any connections with um, incarcerated people or, or prison or any thoughts on that? Um, oddly enough, I do have an answer to that. Um, I don't know if it's the one that you want, but growing up, my uh, my stepfather was actually the assistant warden and then eventually warden of Rikers Island. And uh, one of my aunts, who was an out and proud lesbian, was a prison guard at Rikers Island. My mom was a pharmaceutical tech who medicated the prisoners at Rikers Island. Any talk that I would ever hear, like around the dinner table or at holidays or whatever, about inmates or things that would happen, they were always the other. And the other was demeaned and the other was not to be respected why are we going to try to understand them no 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 they are the other and i was the other they just didn't know that at the time and it's just like how can you possibly look at someone as less than when you know nothing about them because they thought they knew everything there was to know about me, and they had no clue. And that's the end of the song, everybody. Yeah, Star Trek is very optimistic about how they think people are going to act in the future. They got some stuff right. Like, they got cell phones right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got beaming. They've been beaming people up to, to ships, have What? You know that? They beam people up to ships. What are you talking about? That's craziness. Beam me up, Scotty. Wait, did someone tell you that we have technology to, like, transport people? No, I'm just, I'm just saying, that's, that, that's that old, uh, that station, what's that station hidden out there in the desert somewhere, they said, where they got aliens. Oh, Area 51? Yeah, well, Area 51, see <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. They beam me. And what? Picard, I don't know, he was French. I thought Picard was German for some reason. He's French. Dude, I don't... Picard is so weird. He's French, but he speaks with a British accent. They never explain it. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was all weird. That's, I thought he was German or British or something. But, you know, he, the Voyager and then uh, the next generation is Picard. Then they had Deep Space where they got the black captain, which mm-hmm. you know, that was cool. Deep Space Nine. Oh, I don't get to see that one too much, then Turkey. Yeah, I wanted. That's that the other yeah. thing I wanted to ask you about. So, you had family visits at one point, then they got taken away. At the time, I was uh, engaged to this woman named Tina, and uh, they took away family visit. We get ready to get married, and you know, she said, "I'm a freak. I can't now live." I said, "Cool, I understand." You had the dog program, yeah. but then you got moved. I think I would miss anything in prison, but I missed it. 
dog program, hanging out with the dogs down there. You had letters from all these students uh, that you cherished and they took them away. Why did it um, affect you so much when the letters were taken away? Because they, they took away something precious. Like when they appreciate uh, a poem, when they appreciate a paragraph or something you said, you know that it is coming from the heart. You had a TV where you were able to watch Star Trek and it was, and yeah, then they and took I, that away. What it is, you had a TV before 2007 at this prison, you get to keep your TV, whereas people that just arrived, they take them and say, well, oh well, fuck you. So when I came up here, I looked around, I seen all these people with TV, I said, this is bullshit. <laughs> yogurt? Yeah, that's crazy, they brought in yogurt, and I started going to the toilet sometimes twice a day. Whereas in the past, it been, with the garbage they've been feeding us, it's- You have 60 seconds remaining. That shit they be giving us ain't got the right amount of nothing. They got some old soggy soy. They say it's hamburger, they say it's meatloaf, they say it's pancakes, they say it's uh, 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 French toast, and it, it ain't nothing but a piece of nasty old rotten soy. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. You know, so, and then they had the audacity to say that stuff was too expensive, and so they cut it all the way down. Top bunk. Did your bunks get taken away from you at one point? They took my little bunk talking about I could move around. It used to be when you reach a certain age, you don't put you on a bunk. But now they just just take it just because. Yeah. How, how so do you live you with, with all these things get it, that will be taken from you? 60 seconds remaining. <laughs> Uh, and uh, what you got to do is let it go and, and, and live in the moment. Living in the moment uh, helps you with all that. And I'm still missing Star Trek. I'm going to have to get me a TV eventually. Then, uh... Five now. Thank you for using Global Tail Link. That got me kind of rusty. That got kind of rusty on uh, my Star Trek episode. Hey, man, I'm doing a podcast right now. Is that all right? Can I continue to do this? We're right on, on the air right now, sir. We're talking about Star Trek. You want to be involved? Want to check out? You're tracking? Okay. I got a youngster talking right now. He ain't a Star Trek, though. Yeah, he... he, he... But he thinks he he's a player, though. Think he can whoop everybody in dominoes, but he really can't. <laughs> now, Spoon reads the poem longer ago again. Longer ago, I waited for you, not near the metal where we met, but further away and longer ago where no winds blow. I waited on the other side of the moon, the lonely side where no stars glow. I watched you go up through the darkest hole at the top of the sky, like Haley's Comet. I waited, but no stars could light the darkness. Okay, let's do a let's do a little conclusion. Thank you for listening to another thrilling episode of At Night I Fly with Matthew Schneeman and King of the Universe Spoon Jackson. Boldly go where no man has ever gone before. Any closing remarks, Spoon? Stay focus on being real and letting go and achieving what you need to achieve and sharing what you need to share. Spoon's poetry book that we used for this episode is called Longer Ago. It was the titular poem this time. 
that's exciting. His memoir, By Heart, is available through New Village Press. And the podcast he works on, Uncuffed, is available on all podcast platforms. There's a petition on change.org for Spoon's life sentence to be reevaluated. My name is Matthew Schneeman. I produced and did the music for this episode. And I edited it. I've never been good at saying edited, 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 edited it. <laughs> I love that. Hey, I, I ne- I've never asked you, where does your name Spoon come from? I came from a galaxy far, far away when I was a part of Star Trek. <laughs> is, is that all I'm going to get out of you? Apparently. That's fine. I'll, 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 I'll relay it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it came from a Star Trek episode. They called me and I was transmuted and transformed into a Star Trek episode. And they said, yes, you. Name is Spoon. Wait, did you say it actually did come from a Star Trek episode? Like they talked about spoons or something? (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) For me, it's just, uh, that seemed to be the name I should have always been and should have always had.